What's up, guys? I was just golfing the other day. I was thinking about how golf relates to life. How a lot of... Uh, if you golf and you really look at what it teaches you and then you apply it to life, there's a lot of lessons that you can take away from it. So I just figured I'd talk about golf real quick. How it's related to my life. All the things that I've learned from it. Because it's something I've tried to become like a little bit of an expert on. And uh, hopefully you guys have some good takeaways. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button. Go if you guys could leave me positive reviews. Super helpful so other people can listen to this. And then, of course, share this with people that you think would be helpful. Appreciate it. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to... The King of Corona Podcast, brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. You know what's fun to talk about is things that you're good at. Like, I was talking to my kids today about golf, and we were talking as I played in this four-man scramble this week, and they have a long drive hole, and so... There's different shots you can hit in golf. You can hit a draw, you can hit a cut, you can hit it high, you can hit it low. Like you can do a bunch of different things with the ball, but when you're starting out, you're just trying to basically figure out like a basic swing, trying to make contact with the ball and advance the ball. And I was thinking about golf because it's very similar to everything. Like it's similar to career, it's similar to guitar, it's similar to like just your day-to-day life. And every little thing that you do, every little thing that you work on is going to help you improve, but it takes a lot of effort. And so for me, golf, I started, I basically got a, I volunteered at this golf course in Utah. And I got on YouTube and I started to figure out like the swing because there's a lot to it. Like if you want to get the distance, there's a lot with your hips. And so you pull your club back, but there's a plane that you want to keep the club on. And then you also want to turn your hips so that your whole body is in sync. And then when you get to the top of your swing, it's this release, almost like a rubber band, where you twist your hip and then your arms start to fall, which rotates your arms and the club through the impact zone. And then depending on how your face of the club is angled at impact is how you're either going to hit it straight, hit a cut, hit a draw. And then your angle of attack is what's going to cause it to either pop up, go low. And so there's a lot of different things. But like when you're very first starting, all you want to do is focus on get the club back to the right place, release, hit the ball. And there's different... So basically in golf, what you're trying to do is the ball needs to be in a certain spot between your feet. And so if you're going to hit a driver, you want it to be really close off the hill of your front foot. Because with a driver, you have it on a tee, you're trying to hit up on the ball, which is going to put loft on it, which is going to send it further. And then each club has a different angle, has a different degree. And so your driver has a really low loft. That's what makes it go further because it's not going to hit it so high. 
and then you can swing it harder and faster because it's your lightest club, but then also it's, so it's the lightest club, but it's also the longest club. So you get more rotation because it's longer, so you can generate more speed, plus it's lighter. And you have that low loft that's just going to make you hit it further. So. But then there's a lot that can go wrong with a driver because you have so much speed, and if you don't square up your face at impact, it's going to take off, and it's going to go right, it's going to go left, it can go, you hit the top of it, you get the bottom of it, and so you really, it's a lot of repetition. So I started out at this golf course where I just basically started to focus on like, get back, hit through. I get a large bucket every day, I look at YouTube, and if I was messing something up, I would go look at like YouTubes and be like, okay, I'm starting to lose the ball to the right. So then I'd spend a day focusing on trying to correct that. And it's always something really minor. I've talked about this before. It's really easy to get off course in life because little minor things that you do wrong, if you keep doing them wrong and you don't course correct, you're going to get way off. There's been times when my swing gets, gets so messed up because I don't take the time to correct a mistake that I'm making. So sometimes in your golf swing, you'll take it way too far inside. And so what that means is like your club face, it's at the ball. So you're basically standing there with the club face like right up behind the ball. And then instead of just taking it straight back and up, you take it really far inside and then up. And then when you come back, you're coming what's called over the top. And when you hit over the top, there's a good chance you're going to hit it off the hill. If you hit it off the hill, is a good chance you might hosel it. The hosel is hitting the, like basically the shaft, which the shaft is the stick part of the club, if you don't know anything about golf. And so, if you don't course correct, if you just keep doing that, you can do other adjustments. And so, you can stand further from the ball, you can do this and that. And sometimes you're going to have like this good impact, but you're not going to have the consistency unless you fix that problem that taking it too far inside. And so with life, that's what happens, I think, with a lot of us is we make like a minor mistake. We do something that maybe wasn't the best. And instead of trying to course correct and trying to fix things when we notice that it's a problem, we just let it slide. I listened to this book. I think it was The uh, Untethered Soul it was talking about how somebody, if they get like a growth on their body, um, a lot of people, instead of just like getting that removed and living a normal life, a lot of times people will like adjust their whole life and just like cater to this growth. And so they'll, they'll protect it. They'll protect this thing. Instead of just getting rid of it, they'll protect against it and like wear special clothes to protect this thing or not do certain activities or this and that and that's very similar to like a golf swing very similar to a lot that we do in life is instead of just looking at the problem what caused the problem how are we now in kind of a mess what happened to start us on this course that was not what we wanted and then how do we come back to where we got off and start to recorrect it sometimes in my personal opinion or from experience with golf, sometimes the best thing for me with golf is to just take a step back, take a break, 
not golf for a few months. Let yourself forget how to swing. Just forget about it and come back to it. And I've had to do that with certain things in life. Like sometimes things are so messed up. And a lot of times it's things that you feel like you're fixing, but sometimes you do need to just take a step back, take a step away from something to let things really get better and to really improve. And it's like that with marriages. It's like that with careers. It's like that with a lot. A lot of times, like with careers and stuff, you look at careers, you pick something when you're how old? Like most people, you pick something that you're going to do for the rest of your life. That's what you think. And you pick that at like age 21, 22, right out of college. And the odds that that thing is going to fit you, especially if it's something that you're not really passionate about, like you're just trying to make money, like it's going to kind of suck your soul a little bit, right? And so if it's sucking your soul and if you're not happy, how long can you do that? How many people are in a career that maybe they wish that they weren't in, but they're stuck to it? How many people got married because everybody around them was getting married so they thought well maybe I should get married but then like on their honeymoon they're sitting there looking at their bride or their their husband bride and groom groom that's the word groom <laughs> they're looking at them and they're like what have I done this isn't what I want and instead of just sucking it up walking like Cause you gotta, you gotta have a little bit, it's a little bit walk of shame if you get divorced within the first few months of getting married, but what's better? Walk of shame, tell your family, Hey, I was super excited about this. I really thought like this might be the one, but there's a lot of red flags I've been letting a lot slide, and this is not what I want. And I think what we're going to do is just end it now. Instead of, I made this commitment, now I'm going to stay in this forever. As long as I can, you start having kids. You have one kid, things aren't getting better. Hmm, interesting. Two kids, things aren't getting better. Hmm, maybe we should have three kids. Maybe we should adopt a kid. Maybe we should get a dog. Maybe we should buy this maybe what if we did this what if we move what if this and this and this and this and it's like you start to compound this problem and now you're still unhappy in a marriage but now you have so much invested into it that to come back to the moment where you made this mistake is really difficult because now you got kids involved you got a career you got a house you got cars you got all this stuff when in reality you kind of knew deep down this wasn't the best thing for you, but you knew that you knew that deep down, you knew that. And there's no shame in admitting to yourself that maybe you made a mistake. Maybe you took the club a little bit too far inside. So you address it. You go to counseling, you talk to somebody and you say, Hey, I think, uh, when I went through this temple ceremony with this church, I wasn't really prepared to make these commitments but I did commit to it and I did it out of peer pressure and I kind of need to go back to this moment and undo like all the damage that was done in my head from this one, this kind of this one mistake. I was going to counsel. I'm going to counseling. Like it's actually been amazing. seems like a lot of people are doing that right now, but, uh, 
we talk about boundaries, and that's one thing that I haven't done. Like we were talking about boundaries. Where is a boundary that I should have set at some point in my life that I did not, and how did it affect me? That's my homework. And I was thinking about this, and one of the biggest boundaries that I probably should have set was when I went through this, when I went through the temple, and it's very spiritual. People like in the church like going, and I'm not gonna like bag on it, but for me. It was a moment where it kind of stole a lot from me that I didn't want to give up, but I wasn't prepared. And instead of just setting like a hard boundary and just saying to people afterwards, hey, this isn't for me. I appreciate you guys bringing me here. You can continue to do it. I don't have any hard feelings against any of you. Um, That could have saved me a lot of heartache in my life because I kind of knew immediately that everything I was promising was too much. But I didn't have the guidance. I didn't have advice to course correct. And so I waited like 20 years, uh, maybe like 10, 15 years to really start to make some changes to take back a life that I wanted. And like I said earlier, by that point... There's a lot of people involved in this life that you've created. So for me, I made promises to somebody else. Somebody else that I was going to live this life and do things a certain way. And then I changed my mind. And changing your mind sometimes creates a lot of friction, a lot of tension. And a lot of times people don't make it through like um, hard things like that where it's something that you probably never should have gone through. And if you would have set a boundary and stuck to that boundary, you never would have had to go through the transition. Sorry, I'm filling up my water bottle. I drink a lot of water. But anyway, I was just thinking about this because I love golf. Like golf is one of my favorite things. And I love the fact that I figured out how to hit these different shots. And I figured out, when I play, I can I can recognize pretty easily now what's going like what's the problem, what's my problem, and then I can focus on the problem and fix it. And when you realize that life is golf, um, golf teaches you so many good lessons like accountability. You can't just go up and cheat and pretend like you found your ball if you didn't. Like you want to be honest and you want to hold yourself accountable. A lot of times you play golf with people that miraculously find their they find their ball everywhere. Like, I found it. It's right here. I thought I saw it splash in the water, but I think there was a little alligator. And he must have grabbed it, and he must have came up back on land. And he must have spit it on the side here. But I found my ball. Here it is. Like those people. You can almost guarantee that that mentality and that way of playing golf transfers to their daily life. Like they're looking for ways to cut corners. And I'm not going to lie. I've been that person before. (laughs) A lot of it's out of just pure laziness. Like you don't want to go back to the tee box and have to hit again. So you're like, found it. Here's my ball. Even though like in the back of your mind, you know it's not your ball. But... Anyway, this is just uh, just thinking about this because I was playing the other day. I played really well. I was hitting the shots that I wanted to hit. 
and it was fun to look at just when you put a lot of time into something, when you reap the rewards, you reap the benefits of of what you've put time into. And if you're committed, if you will make like the little adjustments when something's not working, first you do have to recognize it. Recognize that there's something that needs to get fixed. And then you have to somehow hold yourself accountable, make a commitment, like make goals, write like David Goggins, that guy can't hurt me. That book, he does these sticky notes, the little yellow sticky notes, and he puts them on his mirror. And it's his accountability mirror. Do something like that. Do things to hold yourself accountable to course correct so that you don't end up in a place that you're not happy with. And if you ever want to go golfing with me, hit me up. I love to golf. And we'll go have a blast. And. We can talk about golf and life and how it relates. Isn't that so exciting sounding? Oh my gosh. Anyway, I love you guys. Goodbye.